funny thing about it, Bible is happening in there in America right now. And God is causing a spiritual awakening in the nations. And, and God needs revival because God says he won't go out without a fight. You know, even in, in, in the days of Noah, when the flood came, he still saved Noah. And, and we have to understand that God wants us to be victorious in this last dark and hour. And, and, and I, I think the enemy for too long has lied to us as Christians has deceived us and made us believe too many lies for too long. But God said today is the day of salvation. And, and, and we've got to not understand these things. So I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 19. And if you want to turn with me in your Bibles, it's in, Luke, it's in verse 28. And it says, And when he had thus spoken, he went before and ascended up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass, when it was come nigh to Bethpage and to Bethany, at the mount called Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the villages over against you, in which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, whereon ye never man sat. Loose him, and bring him to me. And if any man ask, Why do you loose him? Thus shall you say unto him, Because the Lord hath need of him. How many people know that God can use a donkey, can use you, amen? And as they were loosed in the colt, the owners therefore said unto them, Why are you loosing the colt? And he said to them, The Lord hath need of it. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they said, set Jesus thereon. And he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God. Can someone say amen? With a loud voice all the mighty works that they had seen saying blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest and Jesus is going to be recognized Jesus is going to be glorified Jesus is going to be lifted high and his train shall fill the temple can someone say amen and some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him master rebuke thy disciples and he answered and said unto them I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. And when he had come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. They had no idea that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was right there in front of him. My question is, do you know that the King of Kings and the Lord and the Lords is with you today? Because sometimes we don't know he's with us, but he's with us in good times and he's with us in bad times. God is looking for those who are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. John chapter 4 verse 23 says, But the hour is coming, and now is when the tr true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks to such that worship him. When you don't know you're in a war, when you don't know you're in a battle, it's very hard to stand. And what we need to understand is, and I've spoken this before, but when Lucifer fell, he was known as the bright and morning star, the anointed cherub, until unrighteousness was found in him. You corrupted your wisdom by reason of your splendor. In other words, your beauty. You wanted to exalt yourself above the name of God. But how many know that no one can exalt its name above the name of God. And I'm telling you this last season that God is going to have his name exalted in this nation. I wonder whether or not in the, when, when Satan fell, he said, who will worship you now? Who's going to worship you now? So God raised up the dust and put his breath of spirit in man and said, he will worship me in spirit and in truth. Can someone say amen? 
The devil knows that his time is short. He knows that he will be cast out forever. And it's so important to understand what we wrestle against. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. I was listening to Jonathan Kahn recently, and I'm going to share a little bit, just a small revelation of what he gave. But he spoke on three specific spirits, principalities. And he spoke in Matthew chapter 12, and it says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and find of none. Then he said, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he findeth it empty, swetch, and garnished. Then he goeth, then he goeth he, and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. What he was talking about was the fact that the ancient spirits, when the gospel was preached, those spirits left. But what we have to understand is when people turn their backs on God and remove prayer and remove the, the word from the schools, what happens is a generation is lost for eternity. And that's why God wants the gospel once again to be preached to the nations so that these ancient spirits can be pushed back until God comes again. Now, I'm not saying in the last days, you know, that we are aware that, you know, what the book of Revelation says. But the reality is, is God wants to give people a chance. He doesn't want nobody to go hell, to hell. The Bible says that not, it's not his will that any should perish. And so God wants to raise up and awake. And that's why there's such a, a need for the gospel. And, you know, we learn about Baal worship. Baal worship was the first one. It means Lord, possessor, and master. He wanted you to be open-minded. But what it does in the end is it drives you to possession. It's to take over the culture and ultimately, we see this, if you go to Birmingham and you see the bull there, that represents Baal. That means he's infiltrated the culture, which is happening in ministry, Baal worship in the church. Success, ambition, recognition, but God is pushing back and, and removing the counterfeit church. And that's why it's important that we pray and, and intercede in the realms of the spirits for the souls of man. The other one is Ashtaroth known as Ishtar, which was a, a goddess, a harlot, and a seducer. How many people know in the last generations, pornography and all of these things is worse now than it ever was. But even still in ancient times, the original Ashtar, she would willingly put images everywhere. And this is not, this is not, this is biblical. And so we see this throughout ancient times. And the other one is Molech. How many people know the children of Israel turned away their backs from God and ended up sacrificing children on the altar. And I want to say right now about abortion, it's wrong, it's not biblical. And anybody thinks that pro-choice is right, it's wrong in the name of Jesus. And I'll tell you why it's wrong. Because if you make a decision to have sex, you make a decision to multiply as the Bible says. It's not pro-choice. You make the when you have sex, you have made the decision that you have made the choice that if a child comes, it's your responsibility. And you're talking to somebody, right, that was completely pro-abortion before he was saved. But how many know when you get hold of the word of God and the Holy Spirit comes in, there's a change from the inside that recognizes what is right from wrong. And God has had to separate the wolves from the sheep. He's had to separate the tares in the church, the counterfeit church that tries to infiltrate the body of Christ 
And I thank God today that there's a church of Acts standing up for the truth. There's a church here in, in Bradford that wants to do what is right in the eyes of God. Can someone say amen? amen. God wants to raise up living stones. 1 Peter 2 verse 5 says, You are living stones being built up in spiritual houses, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ was the very son. We are his body. He is the chief cornerstone. You know, we need to understand before I want to talk about where we're going to go because the end of this is going to be victorious. I want to talk about some of the deception of the enemy. You know, when you go to certain places, sometimes you can feel heaviness. Like if you have the spirit of discernment, you know when you're in certain atmospheres. And I'll give an example. We, me and Sophie went on our honeymoon. We went to a place called Chinchitza. Now, obviously, we didn't know what this was. It was one of the seven wonders of the world. How many know where the light is? Darkness cannot stand for a start. But the reality is when we walk into certain places, if, if there's demonic, demonic things going on and there was sacrificing of children in that place, you'll walk into a place where you can feel heaviness. How many people know what I'm saying? Amen. So we went to this place. And, this, and Sophie said they're still doing sacrifice. We could feel it in the atmosphere. The local people, what they do is, because they don't have much money and they have a poverty where they are in the region, they, they build certain things and sell them. But the problem is, is some of these things are attached to witchcraft. And the problem with Christians is, is we have to change the atmosphere. And this is what I'm trying to get to. But when we put, some Christians don't understand that when you purchase things or you do certain things, you're bringing things into your house that can cause you problems in your own atmosphere. You see, angels will protect your houses, but if you allow things into your house, it causes an issue within your own atmosphere. And, and I was a, one of my dear friends had gotten saved and not been saved long, and him and his mother lived together. And, and what, what I can say is, is that they, in their innocence, her mother didn't know that she brought something into the house. I walked into the house and I felt a force of a wall of something. And I said, Holy Spirit, what is in this house? And it was a piece of jewelry. In innocence, she bought this thing thinking that it was okay. Not realizing that this witchcraft was now in the house. You have got to remove anything that is not of God. And I'm not saying ornaments are wrong. I go to the range. I like things from the range. I bought things for the bathrooms. Let's not get it warped. But what I'm saying to you is you have to have the spirit of discernment to know what's in your house because if you don't you can end up causing yourself problems and issues and i want to address to shift the atmosphere we need god and we need the praises of his people to rise up can someone say amen but we have to understand we are in a season now which is known this month is known as the, the most heaviest month for witchcraft accidents it's not a joke it is known as a witchcraft month and so I want to speak about Halloween for a second and say, be very careful what you allow into your homes. Some of you don't know that the pumpkin, when you put that in your house, is attached to a marine spirit, which basically allows Jezebel into your home. And so many Christians today are so deceived in their mind that they don't realize that these things that they're allowing into their home are causing spirits to operate through your house. Be very careful what you allow in your home. It's essential that you understand these things, that we wrestle in a war, and we have to make sure our atmospheres and, and what we do as children is acceptable to the Lord. 
And, and I feel we're in a generation, and I'm hearing the scripture from the Lord from many different leaders from the Spirit, and it's in 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by, by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then when I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins and heal their land. And I want to say this clearly. If you've done anything in innocence, if you had an abortion, it's under the blood. That's the first thing I want to say. It's under the blood of Jesus. You don't need to think about it again. It's gone. God forgives every single sin. There's no, there's no sin. There's not one down here and one up here. God forgives all sin. And it's the same with anything you may have allowed into your house. In innocence, that God forgives. You see, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11 to, to 14, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. But it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done in them in secret. For all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whosoever doth make manifest in light, wherefore he say, Awake thou sleepers, arise from the dread, and Christ shall give thee light. When we're awakened from our slumber, from our sleep, we are awakened to a spiritual reality. I feel an obligation and a sense of responsibility to warn you as a believers to be very careful what you allow into your homes because you don't realize. Some of you think that oppression is, 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 is some, it's something in the home and you need to remove it. But I want to speak about breakthrough this morning. Can someone say amen? Spiritual breakthrough is most simply described as heaven manifested on earth. It is by product of being in the presence of God as well as the authority given up to us by the cross. We need a fresh revelation of the cross we were just speaking to Lily in the background, and we were talking, Lily was mentioning, as she's just mentioned behind the pulpit, by his stripes, we are healed. But what we got to understand is, is the severity of what Jesus went through. The stripes that he was whipped with had glass in it. It literally whipped him, pulled it back, and the blood was falling out. And Jesus still took up his cross and made the decision, I'm going to go forward. And we have to understand the severity of what Jesus paid on that cross. We need a fresh revelation of Jesus every day. We need a fresh revelation of the cross. We need a fresh revelation of the blood of Jesus. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit to give us that overcoming power that we need day by day. We need to praise and declare to, in order to defeat our enemies in these last days and hour. The emotions, mind, will, and emotions, fear, doubts, and confusion. But God says, I'm not the author of confusion. God doesn't confuse us. The enemies of your past, past memories, mistakes, people that remind you of your past. You just need to throw these people away. And it sounds awful. But people say to me, you know, blood is thicker than water. But the only blood I recognize is the blood of the covenant of Jesus Christ. You've got enemies that surround you you know Gideon was surrounded by the enemies and he said my the people at, in that day would have would have tried to claim it as their own victory but how many people how many people know that God only has 300 300 and God defeated the enemies can someone say amen even Jehoshaphat had to fall you know he was a he was a man that stood there. He said, this battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Can someone say amen that God fights your battles for you? That God is victorious and he's sounding the alarm today. That's why we've got to give praise and adoration to shift the atmosphere in the home. 
When, you know, in our home, I said to Sophie, I said, I've been declaring this. I said, the people are gonna come, that come into our home are going to get healed and leave different. I said, that's what I want for our home is that people will come to our home, feel the, the thickness of the presence of God, and they will leave not the same person if they come into our home. You see, we like to put soaking worship in in our home. You know, I, I highly recommend changing the atmosphere, soaking music. Some people call it hypnotic. It's not hypnotic. It's, it's, it's changing the atmosphere in your home that brings in the presence of God. That even when you're walking around, you can feel the presence of God Almighty One in your home. You see, when we change the atmosphere in the church and unity comes in, God commands that blessing. And it changes the region. Once we understand these things and we start to shift the atmosphere, God begins to get breakthrough. And that's what's been happening over the last 12, two years that we've been praying and interceding in the spirit. Pastor Abel and Pastor Lily every day, praying and interceding, praying and interceding. And as the atmosphere has been getting so thick in it, people are coming in and going out different. Today, you will not be going out the same. You'll be going out victorious. Can someone say amen? Sometimes we suffer from the spirit of heaviness. How many people know when David played the harp, the evil spirit from Saul left? That's the power of worship. When we worship God in spirit and in truth in our homes, it's just the spirit of heaviness. For two weeks, I could barely get out of bed. But the one thing I did do is go in the living room, put the worship on and the oppression tried to leave because how many people know when the enemy attacks you with sickness or whatever it is, he puts this heaviness on you and the only way to get with it is sometimes just to praise to get your breakthrough. Can someone say amen? You got you to praise in spite of the circumstances. It releases something in the supernatural realm. You got to pray for breakthrough before you can even see it. We're believing for a church, but we can't see it. I'm believing for the bus, but I can't see it. And I believe the two are intertwined. I don't know what it is, but God is doing something at the same time. And I don't understand it, but I'm trusting God anyway. Can someone say amen? <laughs> you know, even David knew how to give God praise. In Psalm 34, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. My, mouth. my soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And not just that, but praise and adoration unto the Lord releases a present fragrance to God, especially to the Lord himself. You know, the woman with the alabaster box, when she poured it over on Jesus, the same thing happens with worship. He hears the cries. He, hear, he hears it and he, he, lo he loves the praises of his people. It does something to the heart of God when he hears his people praising him. You see, you've got to put your eyes on Jesus. You've got to put your eyes on Jesus. But to put your eyes on Jesus in spite of the circumstances, we keep on praising God. You know, encounter comes when praise is offered up to God. You know, we go from glory to glory, from victory to victory. Every stepping stone that we go through becomes a milestone to what we went through. And we can give God praise because if it had not been for the Lord, he would have never taken you through the situation or the circumstance that you came through. And what I feel today that God is saying to you, I just can't get breakthrough. But God is reminding you that there's power in your worship. There's power in your word. There's power in your love for him. When you, when you turn to the Lord, he's able to give you that victory. And, and I'm so grateful to stand here today. And say that if I had not praised God in spite of the circumstances, 
I'm still going to press on no matter what the enemy tries to bring against me and all of the prince, the power of the air, but God is still a king. God is still righteous. God is still on the throne. It doesn't matter what comes against you because God is for you. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of me, I talk very quick and I'm trying to learn to slow down. But I get excited about the things of God because I know God is doing great things. And if it had not been for the Lord, then none of us would be here today. I want to remind you of the price that Jesus paid on that cross. Every time I preach the gospel, I think I'm just going to go back to the cross. Because I'm an evangelist. And I respect and honor what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us on that cross. And every time you speak about the cross, the atmosphere not only shifts but it also brings conviction to a lost generation. Just close your eyes a minute. If you're not saved in this place, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just want you to lift your hand up. Or if you're returning, just lift your hand up in this place. Is there anybody in this place that wants to give their life to Jesus? Hallelujah. Just begin to speak in tongues where you are. Right? Just bring them back the worship team if that's possible. And we're going to praise God in this place. We're going to begin to lift up a shout of praise in this place. We're going to declare victory. And if you feel like you've been suffering with oppression, or you feel like the spirit of heaviness has come upon you, then I want you to come to the altar and we're going to pray for you. Because the spirit of heaviness is not your portion. The spirit of freedom and liberty, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And there's freedom in the house of the Lord this day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, 